and we're going to give it to them. This is Talk Sports. Leave one wolf alive and the sheep are never safe. Coming at you live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, John Reed, Cody McClure, Cameron Black, as we kick off this Friday edition of Talk Sports. How are you, Cody? Oh, doing pretty well, John. Good to be here. Good to be anywhere. How are you doing? I'm having a little bit of a debate inside my head about whether or not I'm a bad person and a bad pet owner. <laughs> Troy made me feel like a bad person. Well, that's an interesting dilemma. Um, he has a cat. Yeah. He's had the cat for, he said, a year and a half. The cat kind of chose him here at the studio, just kind of kept walking up here, and Charlie took it home, and he was saying he had the cat to have surgery this morning on his stomach, and it was going to be like you know, $900. And I was just like, whoa. And I was like, I don't think I would have paid $900. For the cat. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? You would just put it down? I was like, I think I would. He's like, no, it's my buddy. And I'm like, well, okay, if it's your buddy. It's also just a cat. $900 for a cat seems like a lot. I am uh, I think I'm with you on this one. Did my computer get a virus? Malware. Is um, your internet working? Internet up, internet working. Yeah, everything's good over here. It is? Yeah, <coughs> yep. yeah, mine looks good. Whenever I go to put my internet up, it just keeps popping up windows saying my connection was interrupted. Oh, no. Probably just a little and spyware. It's take me to like a Comcast connection center. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just spyware, I think. Could be adware, malware. What are the differences? I don't even know. Say no internet. Is there an internet button? What's the what's the internet button over here? There's a button over here, right, that you can hit to go into like airplane mode. Is that it? I don't know. Is there like a Wi-Fi icon you can click on and double check? That's what I'm trying to figure know. out. So yeah, I was just thinking, and Charlie's a good guy. He said he'd pay any amount of money to keep this cat alive, and I was like, okay. Any amount of money. He said any amount of money. I would like to know. If that got up to $2,000. He said $2,500, he would pay it. So he'd have to do a payment plan or whatever. He was like, but man, I would pay it. Man, I think that's... Uh, at, at a certain point, I think you got to have a limit, don't you? MSN. MSN. You've been hacked. I don't know. I, I just... Uh, I'm thinking about my cat. Uh-huh. Now, I didn't get my cat from the time it was a young cat. I've only had my cat for two years. Yeah. Longer but I I don't think I would spend 900 to keep her alive. And maybe that is bad. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But $900 is a lot of money to me. I'm just playing through my mind on whether or not I'm a bad person and a bad pet owner. I mean, I feel like my dog's had a pretty good life. I think- I've had him 13 years, though, so it's a little bit different. Like, I've had him since 2009. Yeah. 
But at the same Andy's time, Andy's a dog. Well, I've also had him since 2009, and like at a certain point, like, hey, buddy, like as he gets older, you gotta make tough decisions. Like you've you've lived a good life, I'll make you comfortable. Uh huh. I don't know what my price point is for that. But then I'm like, well, maybe I just come from a desensitized family because growing up on the farm, like you know, I had to be told not to get too attached to my pets, like my cows, even my dogs. You know, they got hit all the time on the road and get into something. So maybe I learned from an early age to not necessarily get too attached. But I'm pretty attached to my pup now. Like he sleeps in my bed. Like he's a lap dog. I mean, he's my my good buddy. I think but, I'd pay nine hundred maybe for him. Maybe I definitely would have like three years ago. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit older now. I still think I'd pay nine hundred. I'd be pretty mad about it. If it's something, I feel like context is everything, right? I think so. Like if if they say, "Hey, this surgery, there's a very low chance it'll work. He oh, might sure. die anyway." Well, if that's the case, for sure. Or if it's like, "Hey, this will give him another two years." There's a difference, I think, in what you would pay. Like if somebody said Frank could have another two healthy years, you'd probably pay two grand, right? I don't know. Yeah, maybe a thousand. As a, as a, as a <laughs> I guess you gotta have a limit. Somewhere. I mean, as a puppy, he was he only cost three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, but he's more valuable than that now because he's your. I, I don't know if I mean he's my he's my companion, but like when you buy a dog, you buy them to be your companion. Like there are very few times I feel like somebody buys a dog that you're like. We don't really vibe together. I mean, I not too many dogs reject their owner. You know what I mean? Like the, every every dog wants to be their owner's best friend. So like I think if you spend three hundred twenty five dollars and get, you know, when you buy a puppy, you probably assume you at least get six seven years with him. It's not like you're buying friends. And I you've mean, got yeah, kind of. you've gotten twelve. <laughs> yeah, thirteen. So you've more than gotten your money's worth with yeah. this creature. <laughs> I mean, I think so. Do you look at it from a financial angle, though? I mean, I, mean, I, don't I feel know. like at this point, like, it, you know. I think it's one thing to keep, like, if you have, like, a, I mean, I think there's different levels. So, like, financial, like, yeah, if you have a dog that you're obviously breeding and, like, is making you money, you would think of it as a business expense. If I had a five or $6,000, like, specialty dog, spending $1,000 to keep him alive would be a little bit different than if I picked up a dog at the, I don't know, just wandered around. <laughs> I don't know about that. If, uh. Because at the end of the day, he's your dog. So I don't know that know. it matters if he's a runt or if he's a specialty dog. He's your dog and, and your relationship I don't know. with him, right? Like I said, this might just be the farm coming out of me because I definitely... I feel like <laughs> it's like you view Frank as just like, well, I've gotten everything I needed out of him, you know? <laughs> well, I'm willing to be comfortable. Yeah. I was just saying, But if he could get another two healthy years... You you don't think it well, would he would be worth a thousand dollars a year? Well, the thing about that is, at, as dogs get older, they get more health issues. So they're like, hey, this surgery could fix this issue, and then he might have. But it could be something else. Yeah, I mean, he you know he's old. I uh, definitely would not, at this point. I would definitely not do two thousand dollars. Okay. I would be like, I'll take him home and I'll like don't put him down. I mean, unless he's like you know his back goes out, like that's a potential with those winter dogs. Then I'd put him down because I don't want him to be in pain or whatever. But I'd be like, hey, we'll come in, I'll keep feeding you, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Dogs and cats also very different. Well, you know, I was going to – I feel that way too. I, I know cat people don't, and Charlie says his cat's his best friend, which is kind of sad. I've never really heard a <laughs> he big old boy that. like him say that. <laughs> cat's his best friend. But either way, I'm not judging. I was just surprised whenever he said that he was getting ready to drop $900. I was like, oh. Okay. Does Charlie live alone? No, no, he doesn't. 
See, when I was living alone, it was just me and the cat there for a while. And you do grow attached because it's like the, the only other heartbeat in the place, you know? Yeah, it's the only thing that would like keep you... That would, like, you know have if to you come home to feed the cat. Yeah. Yeah. Still yet, I wouldn't spend... I think my limit might be... I mean, I'm about to have to get a new alternator for my car. And, you know, that's... I hate to say it like this, but that is going to mean more to me than keeping the cat alive. Because I got to drive, you know? You got to eat. Yeah. So it's like if I had to choose... If I had $400 and I had to choose between that alternator and keeping the cat alive, yeah, probably choosing the alternator. Maybe we're just bad people. Cam, how are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, outside my heartbreak. But besides Your heartbreak? That, yeah. Oh. Yeah, my girlfriend got engaged, so it's terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. That's sad. Oh, well. Who's she engaged to? Some baseball player with a stupid haircut. Oh. Uh, is he a professional? Yeah. Did she know you Fun exist? while it lasted. Uh, that's to be determined, I guess. I haven't asked her, so. Did she love you? I would like to think so. What was her She's name? She's never said otherwise. Vanessa. Vanessa? Yeah. Sad to hear. Yeah. What's up, that in this morbid animal talk? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. <coughs> doing good. Doing good. Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It's Friday. I do think America has a problem. I think you can check your level of privilege by how much money you would spend on your dog. No, no, I don't think it's a no. I don't think it's a class thing. I think, I think there are plenty of rich people that wouldn't pay a lot for their dogs either just kind of on principle well okay maybe so but i'm saying if you i think there are a lot of poor people that would just make sure they keep their pets alive because either they feel strongly attached to them and they give them some type of happiness or they're just love animals well it's it's an american thing in that in other countries they don't have these talks they just they're not paying for surgery for the animal (laughs) It's like they have a dog and the dog dies, and well, there goes that dog. What do you mean other countries like Germany and England? I, I think in a lot of other countries, we have you mean a, like third world, you know, third world countries. We have a sure. re- we have a ridiculous dog culture here that they that don't doesn't have. Ex- that doesn't extend to other countries. I don't think so. Not Developed like countries like I feel like Europe. The Danes, the, the Danes same. don't love their their great Danes. Their great Danes, German shepherds. Yeah, like the Germans, they don't like their shepherds. Or I'm their, not saying they don't love their dogs. I'm saying their that dachshunds. I'm saying that I think in America we have a different view of our dogs. I don't think you. Pe- people here are like one step away from having sex with their dogs. Yeah, I don't think you can say that about other European countries though, because I don't think you know. Well, there's other countries that are like America in some ways. Well, yeah, but, I'm saying I think. I think uh, I think uh, if you uh, go to some country in Asia, if you just go into Indonesia or whatever, well, sure. and you're yeah. like, I think there's different levels, but I think the countries that closely mirror us feel the same way about their dogs. Well, that you makes said, sense. And you it's, said that only America's this way, and I just don't well, I reject I, that. Well, okay, whatever. I mean, if you want to just break it down to that level, well, yeah, I think a lot of poor you know, countries. Actually, in Germany, they have they like their dogs. Well, that's too. what I'm talking about. Okay, different. I mean, I'm saying in different cultures. Yeah, I think I think sure. the whole dog thing is pretty American. I think we have Americanized dogs like we've Americanized everything else. 
Well, yeah, that's what I was pushing back on is because I think in other European countries they would probably feel the same way. So I don't think it's Americanized. I would like to know the differences. Yeah, sure, I would too. I mean, we're very similar to England, seeing as how we yeah. come from England. Do English people love? Do you know what I'm pets? saying about America, though? Like America in particular, we we have this weird obsession with dogs. It's a typically British response to one of the nation's greatest loves, our pets. We are some of the most obsessive, if not the most obsessive, animal Ooh. lovers in the world. Ooh. Okay, well we come from them. Why Brits have always prized pets above people, according to mm. the Telegraph.co.uk. Whoa. So, L for you. No, it's not an L. I think most of the world views dogs as just other animals. Yeah, but it's, like, it's it's a British. Well, we come we come from Britain. right, so it's a British so, thing, not American. Okay, well, fine, it's America, British Britain, same thing. British size. It's pretty much the same thing. We're we're, we're linked to Britain Let's forever. I, I don't know that most of the Dude, world. German my whole people. point was, I don't think most of the world looks at dogs with this weird obsession like we do. Germany is not merely pet friendly, but practically treats pets as kings. <laughs> In Germany, you will find that a vast majority of families have one or more dearly loved non-human members. However, the country is also very stringent about its pet laws. So you could also say Germans love their pets. They treat them like kings. I doubt you're going to find an article that's just like, no, Russia has made it very clear they hate all all dogs. Does Indonesia like dogs? Love pets. <laughs> Raising pets is not as common in Indonesia as it is in the West. <laughs> okay. Animals in rural families used to be raised for their meat, eggs, milk, or other byproducts. Most public places in Indonesia are not pet friendly. So, no, you're wrong again. So, well, no, it sounds like I, said, was, I was pretty right about no, Indonesia. Well, yeah, everyone accepted that, but you literally just said no one's going to say they don't <laughs> like pets. And Indonesia's like, no, we don't like pets. We eat them. I think, I think pets can, Not allowed in here. Yeah, no. it's like we don't like pets, I and think we raise that, them to eat. I think that pets can be tied to a privilege. I do think that's a thing because I feel like anyone in a – like you said, a third world country, probably not going to be big on pets. They probably don't have the – pets are a luxury. That's, that's what I would say. I think that you're being disrespectful to people and service animals. Pets are – you know, I, I go on a plane all the time and see people have to have their dogs with them for emotional support. It's it's not a luxury. It's That's a, ridiculous. It's a requirement. Emotional support peacock. That's ridiculous. I don't think those homeless people carrying their dogs around are doing it at, at a privilege. Well, those dogs are homeless, too. Well, I know, but they're not you doing it You ever seen a homeless privilege. person with, like, a sandwich, and they're like, you've heard of, I'm starving, but here's half for my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I you've, you've heard actually. of strays. There's a lot of strays out there. That, that's, those those homeless. They're stray, though, if they're staying with their owner. Yeah, they're but, claimed. Okay, but those homeless those people, homeless people, people come from America. Those homeless people are are not going to the shelter and adopting those dogs. They just they, were. they just them from going to the shelter. No, yeah, they just collect them. They just collect them behind a dumpster. <laughs> like Pokemon, gotta catch them all. I never said they were going to adopt them. Google Senegal. See how Senegal <laughs> looks at their pets. You say it Senegal. I always I'm, say Senegal. Just, how do you say it, Cameron? Senegal? <laughs> I'm just saying, I think pets and privilege go sort of hand in hand. Love pets. When you say do they love, I mean, that's kind of a. For Senegalese who are more religious, dogs are considered an impure animal in the Quran. So they don't like dogs there. (laughs) But it's religious, not class. 
Yeah, we don't like a lot of things in this country because of religion. I don't know if the answer can be this black and white either. <laughs> Just, <laughs> does Senegal love pets? Nope. Although, you know, there I mean, is. The other countries, it brought up articles. I mean, I got to the, <laughs> Indonesia was pretty straightforward. So was Germany. So was uh, England. Let's see, how, do, how does But I think like? I was kind of right with what I said about I Indonesia. I think you were very wrong because you said they were, I mean, Asian culture is obviously different. They be careful. <laughs> they, they don't be careful. You know. Yummy, yummy. You know, like it's. I it's know a, the stereotype. Of course, yes. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a stereotype. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's a stereotype that comes from. Truth. It used to make me so mad because when I was a kid, <laughs> my family wouldn't go eat with me at the Chinese buffet because they said, they're in there cooking up them dogs. They're grilling them dogs in there. You want to go eat dog? I said, it's not dogs. It's chicken, okay? <laughs> we have FDA standards here. They're not cooking up cats at the Chinese buffet. Ireland uh, considers themselves a nation of pet lovers. Well, of course Ireland does. And found does. that 98% of their people consider their pet to be a member of their family. Ireland, yeah, Ireland, England, America, similar well, yeah, kind of. A typical American bloke over here, Cody, claiming that bloke? loving pets is American, uh, an American thing. It's a, it's a worldwide thing. I never said other countries don't have the same love. I just... Kinda Don't did, you think that America is unique? Why can't you ever just look at my point and see what I'm saying? Like, it's low I said, fruit. America has you go too far. obsessive dog culture. We don't compared to other countries, though. Compared to other countries like Ireland and England. Yeah. But compared to, like, you know, Senegal, mm -hmm. Indonesia, it's a different thing. Yeah. I said other cultures you do like not have this weird, obsessive knows. dog culture. It's like you're putting down America. Do you not like I the am red, putting white, down blue? America. Yeah. Yeah. Other Well, because you're putting down Ireland. Well, and who's going to criticize America besides me? I'm I'm part of America. If you don't like it, you can leave. That no, <clears throat> I would rather be here than anywhere. But If you don't like it, leave. Go back to where you came from. These colors if, don't run, but you can. Back to Well, don't go to Ireland cuz you're going to be an outcast there too. If, go to Indonesia. Indonesia. <laughs> if Americans Senegal. can't criticize America, how do we improve? We should be critiquing ourselves. People get pretty mad. We have to hold ourselves America. accountable. And What's I'm your solution? holding us accountable with this obsessive dog. What's culture. your solution? Don't critique and criticize without offering a solution. He wants to get rid of all dogs. I'd have to think about the solution. I'd have to think about it. Maybe we don't need puppy cones at Starbucks. You know, maybe we start there. <laughs> yeah, the pup cups are a little maybe, excessive. Maybe we st start with the pup cup. <laughs> you know, Brandon got a new little dog the other day, a little rat dog, and he told me and he told me he went to Starbucks, got him a pup cup. And I said, "Well, my god, you've you you are now a part of this culture. There's no going back now. Have you ever gotten Frank a pup cup? No, you haven't." So see, that's what I mean. There's a you got to cut it off somewhere, and I say we cut it off at pup cups. That's where we start. I'm trying to think of what the like at the drive-thru sometimes will be like. Hey, or give him this, you know, some treats or something. Yeah, some drive-thrus keep treats back yeah. there. But now he doesn't. McDonald's don't. But do now that. Frank doesn't have any. <laughs> yeah. No, but I picked up some fast food yesterday. Some panda, and the girl goes, "Oh, you can just leave him here with me." And I yeah, said, you don't want to okay. do that at Panda. <laughs> Not at Panda. <clears throat> I said, if you give him some chicken, he'll stay. She said, I'll give him all the chicken he wants. You know what happens there. Now look at you. Yeah. The cycle you, continues. You turn into your family. 
There is a thing racist. in uh, Egypt. Racist. 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 <laughs> racist. You know, in Egypt, the thing they had about cats, they they, they worship cats. cats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, same as going, Indian people and cows. Going back many years ago. Yeah, and look what we do to cows. Ooh. This is the break, Canvas Talk Sports on Fed Road Radio. For a while Trying to find my way back home I don't know how Oh, I'm all way up here In Kentucky, send things clear Drink some White Claw Hard Seltzer this weekend responsibly made with their unique brew pure process to deliver you only the finest flavors. Uh, Carol Lawson's in the news right now. VFL. LVFL. Also VFL. What's she doing? Do you care, Cody? About Carol Lawson? Yeah. Not particularly, but... Are you intrigued? No. But I'll hear you out. Cody hates women. You used to be a Lady I Vol. I do not f- hate women. You used to be a Lady Vol fan. Did Holly Warlick just zap all the Lady Vol fandom out of you? You used to be the biggest Lady Vol fan I knew. You came in here. You cared so much about it. This is around the time you were like journalist nerd trying to be a big J journalist, as they call it. Like you were, you were once a proud Lady Vol fan, and now here you are saying you don't care about Carol Lawson, who uh, top. Top five Lady Vol of cared, most of our lifetimes? I cared minimally when we were No, you were, cared a lot. You were the we biggest were Lady Vol fan I knew besides my step-grandmother, my step-grandmother, can, Pat. Can you stop? She was number one, and you were number two. Can you stop? I never cared that much. That's not true. I cared You're more. You're in history. I cared more about it than I did baseball at, at its time when we were competing for Elite Eights. You're rewriting history. Well, what are You're you changing things? What, what do you mean? I cared about it. You were a fan. How, how much? You think I cared about it as much as I cared about men's basketball? No. Probably. No. Close. Not even close. Close. Not even close to close. Cam, you were. I did used to watch when Pat was here. Know. I I loved yeah. watching Pat's teams play. So was it was it just Holly that? That's what. I, no, I watched Holly's what, teams well, too. That's what I'm asking. What, what well, happened? Well, hey, What's I, happened? I, I don't know if you noticed, but Holly's teams made Elite Eights. That is broad. Whoa, coach they got whoa, over there now. Be respectful. This coach they got over there now. She can't even. She can't even get to the second weekend. She. She's. You know. She's the Rick Barnes of women's game. She's the Texas Rick Barnes. <laughs> Texas Rick Barnes. Yeah. So I mean, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't a lot. Of, we ain't finished at the top of the conference. Maybe maybe I would care if they made a change. Okay. You know? So you you your interest has been zapped by not Holly but by Kelly I guess. Yeah. Okay. Holly got a bad shake here because she had to fill the shoes. She. They did to Holly what they said they did to Conzo. What 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 the journalists said they did to Conzo, that's actually what happened to Holly. She had to fill the shoes, and she couldn't fill the shoes. Who could fill those shoes? Three Elite Eights, though, you know? And it kind of fizzled out. She probably wasn't the long-term answer. But this coach now, I mean, she's not the answer either. She's terrible. And I, I'm tired of this whole, we can't criticize her because she's, you know, Lady Vol, blah, blah, blah. She sucks. Well, I, just for the she record. She sucks. I, she's I terrible. I think you can criticize her. I just said don't call her a broad. 
Well, I didn't mean to say broad. Well, that's I was, all I was saying. It just be, be, be respectful. I meant this coach yeah. is what I meant yeah. to say. Broad slipped yeah. out for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I was I just, you can criticize her all you want. <laughs> I was just saying, uh, you know. Well, it's the same as when I call, you know, Josh, uh, this guy. I, I this hear, guy, this broad. I understand there was no malice in your heart. I don't know why broad has to be a negative term. Maybe it's not for some people. But I feel like it is. I don't think it's negative. I mean, I... I Broad I is a, a slang term for a woman. It is sexist and connotes that the woman in question is sexually promiscuous. Well, who wrote promiscuous. that? Some broad? <laughs> WordOrigins.org. I don't know. It sounds legit. Sounds like broad it was means broad. It was written by broad. Broad. you're out there. She got out there and was getting... Yeah, her sexual conquests were broad. Her choice of men, broad, I guess. Listen, I, I didn't mean it with any disrespect. This sense of the word appears in criminal slang in the early 20th century. The metaphor underlying the sense is uncertain, although there is an early guess that is plausible. I would imagine that's kind of what me and Cam were talking about. To Ooh. me, this broad is the same as saying this guy. People ask, what is a cl- classy broad? It's like something you'd hear in the so- Sopranos, you know. It's like, yeah, this broad over that here. That show wasn't really known for respecting women. This guy over here. Yeah, but this guy, you know what I mean? It's like a... Well, that that show wasn't really known for respected women, so I don't know if you could say well, I heard on the Sopranos. I don't I don't think that helps your point. Well, anyway, our current coach is not getting the job done. Well, our and next that's coach, why I care our, less. Our next potential coach is in the news, as she says uh, she is crushing college basketball at the women's level because apparently the first half of the Florida State game they played was played with a men's basketball. Who is this? <laughs> Carol Austin. You think she's going to be our next coach? I think it's possible. She'll be everyone's first choice. Where's she at now? Duke. She's coaching Duke? That's a good program, right? I don't know how they rank in programs, but they were, they were ranked at the beginning of the week. How's she doing? What's her record? They're ranked 16th. How long has she been there? Uh, they. I think they canceled the COVID season, so I think she's, this is her second season maybe. Has she made the tournament? I don't know. I feel like uh, they're going to make the tournament this year. People are saying she's doing a good job, though. I think so, but, I mean, I don't know what they're saying about her. She could win big here. Now, that's who you should have got, that Kara Lawson right there. If you were going to get a former LVFL, you should have got her. That's somebody people could get behind, somebody people know. People are behind Kelly, it's not a lack of support that has helped hurt this program. It was loud for the UConn game. Trust me, I was there for two quarters. I've seen nothing but underachievement. Well, I'm not saying that that's not the case. I'm saying it's not support. Imagine if she was listening to this. She was just sitting in her office and had us on. And she was a big fan up until now. Yeah. Boy, these guys are really unfair, aren't I'm they? I'm not being unfair. So you've been unfair. You're the one that called her abroad, not me. I said be careful. Be respectful. You didn't say be careful. Be careful and be respectful. But Cam, she uh, she said the first half of their game was played with a men's basketball. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. They lost that game uh, at Florida State, 70-57, to their second ACC loss of the season. Well, I am ready for a change. If we're not going to get Vic Schaefer, we might as well get Kara. This would never happen in a men's game. This would never happen. It's embarrassing for our sport, she says. To have a game at the end of the season that could be the difference between a seed, between a title. My players don't deserve that, and neither, neither do the 
their players. Oh, okay, their players. The how did, Florida State's how players. did nobody know this? It's a complete failure, and you can figure out who the people I'm talking about that failed the sport and our players in both teams. If somebody passes me the ball that means to the women's ball, I'd be like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, I wonder if the players like told the coaches like during like the game, like, hey, like this something ain't right. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. You know, they didn't score a lot of points. <laughs> Lawson said assistant coach went over to the table at half to check the ball and then realized what the problem was. She said the game officials changed the ball to start the second half. Now quit complaining. A ball's a ball. It's not true. A ball's you, a ball. That's how I know you don't hoop, bro. Everybody complains <laughs> about the hoop. ball. You always talk about, hey, let's go hoop. That's how I know you don't hoop if you're saying the ball's a ball. Ball ain't a ball. I used to hoop. Go out there with a women's basketball and shoot. They're easier to shoot. They're a little lighter, a little smaller, you know, but – I mean, these are professional athletes. No, they're not professional. Well, they're, they're, these are college By athletes. By definition, they're not is, professional at these all. These are college athletes. They're varsity they're, athletes. Yeah, they're, they're paid now. They're kind of semi-professional. I, I don't know how much the women's basketball players are getting paid. I don't know. they got to be making something. I just, uh, you know, uh, play with the ball. You got the ball. It's the same for both teams. Complaining about the ball. Everybody wants to complain. That's how I know you don't hoop, bro. If I had a ball that didn't feel right, you know what I'd do? I'd get used to it. I'd practice more. You I'd, can't I'd, practice I'd, I'd during the game. Yeah, you do. You, How do you ha- practice during the you game? Ha- you handle it and you dribble during timeouts. and you <laughs> Dribble during timeouts? You do you, things with it. You think it. the officials just leave the ball laying around for everybody to dribble? You hold it more and you, you circ- twist it around and do what you got to do. Ball's a ball. I scored 22 points in the first half. More than more than scored than, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. More than Tennessee scored with a Maybe we ball. need a bigger ball. Too. Send us to break. It's Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio. Back on the program. Keep it uh, some Tennessee topics going on. Logan Quinton, host of the 920 podcast, and Paige Schill of Crumble Cookies, the most delicious cookies in Knoxville. How are you, my friend? Doing well. How are you guys? You've got to be getting uh, close to being pumped, right? Baseball season's right here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just a couple weeks away. Two, two weeks, to be exact. Two weeks from today. You know, when, every time I see you, it represents a certain thing to me. You have Pavlov dogged and Cody. And when I see you, I know that I'm going to break ketosis. Because every time I see you, you've got a box of six crumbled cookies. Well, you know, I I get the same. At least you're not aggressive, you know, right? Because when I come around when Bear is here, he gets a little itchy. He gets a little aggressive. Yeah. Um, You're on the other side of the spectrum. He also threw away our cookie cutter. I imagine that Bear probably goes to the box immediately and takes exactly what he wants with no regard Pulls for anyone rank. else. Yeah, yeah. Bear's very much what you call a me guy. <laughs> I'm assuming he goes and gets everything he wants and then leaves the scraps for whoever's left. Well, I, I'm sorry, Cody. I, you know, I, I'm not trying to. I know you. Oh, I'm on. not complaining. Okay. It's good to see you. It's very good to see you. Half the time you say, uh, I'm breaking my diet. So I, I don't know if this is uh, one long standing diet or if this is like 
Yeah, several different uh, attempts at several it's, different it's, diets. It's fluid. It's usually a no-carb diet that gets broken every two to three days. Based on perspective, right? I don't know if I ever actually get into ketosis. <laughs> I do limit my carbs most days, but today will not be one of those days. <laughs> I am so over Verizon Wireless. And me trying to log into their account. I can never log into my account there. Why do you have to log into Verizon? I'm trying to log in. I'm trying to do something with my bill because I can never change anything on here because I can never remember my password. For some reason, they say my pa- all my passwords are wrong. I got like five passwords I use for things. All five of mine are always wrong. And then they say that my zip code is now wrong to verify my account. They say they're sending me a message to my phone. I never get the message to my phone. And I'm just wondering what the hell is going on. What the hell is going on with Tennessee baseball <laughs> two weeks away Logan Quinton, the 920 podcast you sat down with Nuval Griffin Merritt. Yeah, it was exciting to get to know Griffin. Uh, he's a veteran college player. You know, he comes from the University of Cincinnati, grew up in Cincinnati, went to LaSalle High School. So he's uh, an Ohio guy through and through. But he decided to transfer and he landed on Rocky Top and he was the AAC player of the year at Cincinnati. So he's a big get for Tony Vitello. Yeah, it was. And uh, he's a man, he's a super smart guy. Uh, he got accepted at Ohio State's dental school. Um, and he's actually Not just anybody can get accepted <laughs> at the Ohio State dental school. That's so, true. So, uh, you know, he had some options there after he graduated at Cincinnati. Uh, pro ball was a little bit of an option. Uh, does he go in, into medicine uh, or does he try to transfer he had a lot of offers you know in in the transfer portal his first visit one of his first visits was rocky top and he shut it down after that uh he had other schools like arkansas coming after him and uh he decided to shut it down this is where he wanted to be and he's going to be an integral part of the lineup uh he's going to be that veteran presence for what's going to be a lineup that it's going to be a lot of new faces. There's going to be some familiar faces with like Blake Burke and Christian Moore, but it's going to be a young lineup and also a lineup with some mixed in with some transfers. So what brought him to Tennessee? Did he get into that? Was it just the energy? Tony uh, Martello, yeah, it was the just stage. Yeah, it was uh, probably all of the above. He he just mentioned that soon as he came to visit, he knew when he got around the guys, around the coaching staff, around the scenery. Uh, on Rocky Top, it's where he wanted to be. He wanted to go somewhere where he it was an easy transition where, um, you know, they weren't going to change what he was doing in, in terms of mechanical stuff at the plate. Um, he really, like, spoke highly of Josh Elander, um, which is one of the hot assistants in the game. Yeah, it's a big deal we haven't really talked about on the show so much, but uh, now college baseball can start paying to keep all of their right. assistant coaches, right? College baseball yeah. kind of realized how foolish it was, and I think yeah. they got publicly shamed seeing all like the, the, the football staff pitchers and seeing this team has 80 people on staff that they're all giving some money to, and college baseball can't do that, so they at least lifted that ban. Right, and that's that's going to help a lot of programs, and it's going to be vital for Tennessee uh, and Tony V to be able to sustain what he's doing because uh, they've got one of the best coaching staffs in America, if not the best. But also you want to bring guys along the pipeline. You know, guys like Josh E. Leonard that are young and that have a lot of buzz, that guy's going to end up coaching at a, um, a really big-time program in the, in the near future. So 
you want to create a pipeline and you want sustainability, and that's that's going to be able to do that. What was the deal with the assistants? They couldn't get paid. Two. You could have uh, two before only two paid assistants. Yeah, yeah and then basically yeah. another your your other assistant because pretty much every staff has three, and the other guy was pretty much either waiting for someone to leave or you know taking a job and having to go somewhere else and and, and you know make some money. You could make some money throughout camps and things of that nature. But yeah, you were pretty much living at, at poverty. And that third wheel, so you have to be like an Uber driver or something. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That third wheel, a lot of times, would be um, someone like a graduate assistant or somebody that just, you know, graduated through the program. Like, um, you know, Tennessee's had a couple of them, and uh, Richard Jackson and uh, Ricky Martinez. But yeah, like John said, uh, these guys a lot of times would still be doing uh, going through school, uh, doing schoolwork, and this you know, is my pitching coach drive, slash DoorDash yeah, driver, <laughs> right? DoorDash on the yeah. side, and <clears throat> just you know, it really opens some doors there, and it's going to be huge for the game. Tennessee is going to be relying on a couple of transfers. So this this Cincinnati transfer outfielder do we know what position in the outfield he is going yeah, to be so playing yet uh my projection would be right field uh he's a first baseman also but blake bird is burke is going to get that call at first base yeah i'd um, imagine blake gets all the chances there at first yeah. base i mean there's sure there yeah. might be some weekday games where he dhs or gets a day off and maybe you see right griffin play some first base there but yeah i would imagine burke's gonna kind of lock down that corner Botello made the joke that he probably would have played last year, and if he had not hadn't had to sit behind a you know forty year old man, right, Luke Lipschitz, right. So you think Griffin ends up in right field? Yes. Do we still think Zane, the Alabama transfer, is, is, you know, starts at third base, or where do we? I think so. There? I think so. Uh, defense, uh, defensively, he's you know that's the weaker part of his game. He he's known for being a a switch hitter uh, with power. Um, I think that's going to continue. I think his numbers are going to go up at the plate. But, uh, yeah, at third, I think he's he's going to be the third baseman. Um, but the outfield, like you mentioned, those the other two spots in the outfield will probably be the question mark. Okay. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that starts to be, you know, begins to shake out. A pretty extended, quote-unquote, preseason for Tennessee baseball until they get into SEC play. You know, that's kind of really all that matters. We get there, you know, in March. So we got about a month yeah. to kind of figure things out. You'll have three weeks or so to, to kind of, you know, start figuring out positions and rotation. Rotation should be pretty set, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Griffin mentioned, hey, things not are not locked in right there except for Dolander. And I believe him, <clears> and I get that. But, yeah, by all means, Beam and Burns will have the Saturday, Sunday, uh, you know, pretty much theirs, I mean, to lose. But – I mean, like we talked about on the podcast, they have about six guys that, you know, that they could go to. They're so deep. Um, they're four, five, six guy um, could be a weekend rotation for just about any team in the country. So, and the bullpen is going to be nasty. Uh, uh, I know we're losing some guys, but, um, you know, uh, Zach Joyce, Ben's brother, he's going to be in the mix. There's a transfer from Charlotte, Andrew Lindsay. Uh, who's going to be a, a weapon out of the pen. And to go along with some of the familiar faces like a Kirby Cannell, um, it, it's going to be another deep rotation and deep staff. Ohio State Dental School. The 920 <laughs> Podcast, Logan, Quentin, Charlie Collier, brought to you by Crumble Cookies. Where do you uh, 
weigh in right now on which side of the Rick Barnes arguments do you find yourself in? Man, at? I'm not getting excited either way. I, I guess I don't know if um, that's uninteresting or what, but um, – Don't like basketball. You know, <laughs> no, I do. I do, it, but it's um, – unless this team goes on like a three-game skid or something right now, I just um, – I'm pumping the brakes till a month from now. And that's not to say the old know, wait and see approach, huh? Yeah. You know, there's a there's a reason they call them the Buckeyes and not the Buck Teeth. I mean, obviously the games matter to Tennessee right now because I heard y'all talking about Took me a you know to find that one. some people were saying like uh, yeah. doesn't matter right now. It, good, huh? It just like nailed it. I'm buddy. not getting I'm not getting too excited. I, I'm just one way or the other. I just like you said, wait and see approach. Um, <laughs> I mean this. This team is elite defensively, but, uh, you know, they're going to have to come up with some other ways uh, offensively uh, to get an edge. When you're talking about wait and see and seeing how they respond, Tennessee plays Auburn tomorrow. Since 2018, Tennessee ranks fifth in the country in win percentage after a loss. They are 29-7 after a loss. You talk about not letting losses spiral. That's something Rick Barnes has been pretty good at. 29 and 7. And I'd kind of like to see if you just kind of throw out the 2020 year that was kind of a kind of a wash. Uh, you know, yeah. when they were so bad COVID. That wasn't a Yeah, bad I don't know when the team. last time we lost twice in a row would be other than that that weird year. Uh, did we not lose two in a row to start last year? I don't think in so. In SEC play? No, I think we, we lost had to a, Alabama, then we I, I guess we, we struggled I think with Ole Miss. We had after home that. games between We lost to Alabama, LSU and Kentucky all on the road, but uh-huh. I think we had games in between each one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there, it hasn't happened very often. Like I said, only seven times uh, since Rick Barnes – or since 2018, I guess I should say. So that's well, the week after, next, uh, we, week after next, we'll play um, Alabama and at Kentucky in the same week. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, you're right. We lost to we – we beat Arizona, lost to Alabama, beat Ole Miss in overtime, lost to LSU, beat South Carolina, lost to Kentucky, and then – uh, rent the rest of the season with uh, no back-to-back losses. 2021, that had been the Keon Springer year. Looks as if we uh, avoided back-to-back loss. Oh, no, Florida and Missouri, 19th and 23rd of January. Hmm. We went from 4-1 and one in the SEC and 10-1 and one overall to 10-3 and three and 4-3 and three overall. That's a tough time of the year, you know. That team also wasn't very good. That team no. also wasn't very good. Still single-digit losses. So, Logan taking the uh, the approach of, I'm just going to wait and see. I'm going to ride the fence here. Really, really, we'll all be forced to wait and see. <laughs> wait, a, No, we don't have to wait and see to make our opinion. I have my opinion now. You have your opinion now. Not saying we can't change our opinion, uh, you know, based on what happens. But, no, we're not taking the wait and see approach like Logan is. Coward. Coward. <clears throat> How uh how, how do you think there'll be any carryover effect on this fan base or on Tony Vitello from the way we gagged and choked away the Notre Dame series that would have even made Rick Barnes blush? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, because I think those that followed closely know that that was the best team in college baseball last year, and uh, they backed it up with that magical Omaha run the previous year. So I think Vitello is set to really kind of rise above expectation. And there have been a lot – I'll say this. This is kind of a little bit of a trend going back just – even just a decade in college baseball. 
some of the best teams that were supposed to win or the best team of that year that didn't win the championship ended up winning the next year. Yeah. Virginia's Virginia's done it. Vandy's done it. Um, the team after the team. I mean, you could even right, say Ole yeah. Miss did it last year, right? Or, or Mississippi right. State the year before that. Or was it was Ole Miss? Would that have been last year? Because they're supposed to be good. Well, what was weird about Ole Miss? Ago, right? well, I know Ole they were Miss, terrible going into the tournament. Well, Ole Miss was ranked number one to begin the season last year. That was based off of how good they were the year before, <laughs> right, though, right? That's yeah. kind of what I'm getting so, at. So, they did win yeah. the title two years ago. Yeah. Got it. <clears throat> the team after the team, you know, maybe Tennessee football has that again, you know, with, with you know, Missing out with Hinton Hooker, and, and this year maybe they could go on a run next year, kind of like they did with T. Martin and Peyton Manning. Right, right, exactly. The basketball team, some thought yeah, last year was true. the year. Maybe this year's team can make that run. We'll see. But, yeah, the team after the team phenomenon is real, so you're buying into that. Yeah, absolutely. The lineup, there's going to be some growing pains with the lineup. But if this pitching staff stays healthy, um, I don't see any way around getting – I mean, they're going to Omaha, and they'll figure things out, you know, in terms of the lineup and offensively, by by late April going into May, they'll they'll have that figured out. Cody, any baseball questions? Got to keep working those arms, you know. Just keep working those arms. <laughs> keep working them and throwing hard, throwing throwing hard. Do you think we'll ever get a Tony Vitello scandal? Uh, he seems a pretty smart guy, man. Like he's. Mm. You know, I, Smart guys know how he to could scheme. he could win the Bachelor Knoxville easy, hands down. That's what I'm wondering about. It would be the Bachelorettes, um, buddy, because in the Bachelor, the guy has the roses. So or, uh, how yeah. would he win okay, that? Okay, okay. He, he, he would be. I stand if he's on the Bachelor, he would be the one with the roses. If it was the Bachelorette, <laughs> he would be competing against other. I stand men. correct. I think he's trying to say I, he's he the is, Bachelor. He is the Bachelor. He yeah, is I the had bachelor. that. I had yeah. that in my yeah. head. Yeah, I had that that's in my what head. he meant. We knew what he meant. Well, you gotta, but you he likes fair. to pick apart anything you say. I like to make sure that the – my biggest fear is people in the audience sitting there calling they us. They knew dumb. what he meant. No, I don't think they did. They knew what he meant. They, there was – somebody was riding around. There was around, nobody in the audience either sitting there Either with their girlfriend well, or actually, wife or maybe the girlfriend or wife just loves the show. <laughs> that's not true, Cam. That's, <laughs> I, that's I bet not his, true at all. His portion of the I audience I guarantee does. you at least 35% of our audience has been roped into watching The Bachelor from time to time. Or maybe they just like it themselves as a guilty pleasure. I bet it's higher or than we that. Have, yeah, I mean, I, I think. I bet it's like 46%. If you're in a relationship, Cam, there's a chance that your partner likes it. Or, again, we have female listeners. Maybe they like The Bachelor and Bachelorette just themselves. It's an important distinction to make. You don't win The Bachelor as a guy. I don't think it had to be made. <laughs> Do you feel smarter now? No. Does no. Logan feel shame? No. I would hope not. No, Do you feel like all. it was an important correction, Logan? Did you want people running around? It was a technical correction. Did you think? Did, did, did you want to be? Did you want to be the guy running around that everyone said Logan? Hey, that's the, the guy that said bachelor. And yeah, he, Ed, he meant bachelor. I don't even know what you said. What did he mean? What did you? What was it? So you learned absolutely. Nothing. He said the what bachelor. Cook, what cookies do we have here from said. Crumble Cookies? They look delicious. This might be the best batch you've brought. They look, uh, I can do without the pink one, but the other five of the six to me, or four, four of the six look really good to me. And usually it's only like two. Yeah, we got, got my own four of them. We've got key lime pie. Yeah, that one I can do without. Uh, we've the got pink the, one I can do without. The traditional chocolate chip. Love the chocolate chip. Uh, blueberry muffin. I love blueberry I'm muffins. Excited I'm excited about to just get a little piece of that one. I don't know how I like it in the cookie. I want a little piece of everything. Uh, that chocolate bad boy over there. What's that? 
that is cookies and cream. I love cookies and cream. That's my favorite the type of I'm ice looking, cream. Me and me and yeah. Cody are looking forward to the next one. Uh, churro. Churro. A churro. The pink one? Yeah. No, 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 no. The brown oh. at the end. Well, you know, you know Mexican one. churros. They're like. What the, you know, like the cinnamon. Going in order. Have you ever had a churro? No, no. Hey, picking it apart again. I did. I've never had a churro. You never had a churro? No. You got to try that one. Yeah. Churro's good. Absolutely. I love a good churro. Yeah. Churros with ice cream. I, one of my favorite things cool is going on. to a Mexican restaurant. No churro. I go to a Mexican restaurant and eat just a massive platter of savory enchiladas. Cookies. Where can they pick all these cookies up? Where can they pick uh, these cookies up? Clinton Highway location also there's a location. The newest one is in uh, Turkey Creek on Parkside Drive. And the Maryville listeners will be excited because they have a location coming soon, hopefully by the summer. Well, there you go, Maryville. Crumble cookies. Maryville. Empire taking over. Logan, appreciate you as always. Listen to the 920 podcast wherever you can get your fan-run radio podcast, correct? It's, just on, it's on our stream, is that right? Yes, uh, SoundCloud is the primary uh, that we distribute it to, but uh, we're also on Spotify now this year. Hey, they can just search the 920 podcast? Yes, uh, and if you do it on SoundCloud, they're just <laughs> this time last year, there was no other 920 podcast this time last year. Now a couple of people have uploaded some random stuff. Uh, if you see the song Hose in the 920, oh. that's, that's not us. Oh, that's not us. The 920 podcast comes numerically right after the 911 podcast, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. It's a good podcast. Where is dude. the 920 area code? It usually I think it's Milwaukee. It. I, so this guy's I, I, rapping about hoes from Milwaukee? <laughs> from <laughs> eastern Wisconsin. I don't know if I want any of the 920 hoes. <laughs> you know, actually, actually, you know, some... Nice northwest, uh, nice midwestern women. North midwestern, yeah, north midwestern. Sure. Logan, appreciate you as always. Thank you for the cookies. Thank you, Crumble Cookies. Nine twenty podcast. Go listen to it. Hour one of the books. Kick off hour two of headlines. It's talk sports on Fan Run Radio.